And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, of course, let's jump right into it with the download. Now, this week we had a slew of very interesting games being released, but one of the games that caught my eye was a game called Metal Hellsinger. Now, I am not one that is really big on first-person shooters. Realistically, the only first-person shooter I ever gave a damn about was Halo, and even to this day, that is the only first-person shooter I will really take my time and play, well, when I'm talking about the debacles, Halo Infinite at the moment. But this is one that caught my eye because of the emphasis on music. It is very much a rhythm shooter of an SBS is very much heavily inspired by heavy metal music. And it has a who's who listing of artists and music in the title. And a part of the appeal was that if you slay monsters on the beat, that your weapons do more damage. So I'm like, oh, that's a very interesting premise. So this is a game that released this week on the PS5, Xbox Series S and X and PC. So it is a quote unquote next gen um, game specifically. However, one of the things that I really liked about it that really got me interested in trying out was the fact that it dropped on Game Pass. No, I'm sorry. It dropped on the 15th and it retails for $39.99. So it's not a super duper expensive game. But as I said, it dropped on Game Pass and with Game Pass, most of the games are also cloud available so for someone like me who still is playing an xbox one this brand new next-gen game is still accessible because of cloud play and i've said it again i've said it before and i'll say it again i really feel as though game pass is very much a trojan horse to get people to play games next-gen games without purchasing a new console and it's one of those ways where they are continuing to keep people in an ecosystem ecosystem continuing to get them to pay money or not pay money if you listen to my podcast before i told you how you get game pass free but just the opportunity to play this next gen game on my xbox one like 10 years old now something like that or almost 10 year old hardware and i have the vcr xbox one i don't have the redesigned xbox one so this bad boy is old the fact that i can do that is nothing short of amazing and just really emphasizes how much of a value proposition game passes and i know they are not paying me for that it's just my own opinion but let's get into this game what is this game about it's from developer the outsiders and publisher funcom it's a rhythm fps brimming with diabolical enemies powerful weapons and mech set out on an infernal journey in order to achieve the purest of goals vengeance your ability to shoot on the beat will directly impact both the damage you deal and how awesome the music sounds. Now, I sat down and played about an hour's worth of this game uh, just the other night, and I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Oddly enough, I found more fun with the sword weapon than I did with any of the projectile weapons, whether it's, I forget the, the gun I got before I, I cut it off, or the skull and shot fireballs, which is still pretty cool. 
I I got more pleasure from the game actually hacking and slashing these um, hellish ghouls, as I'll say, doing this level. It was a, a pretty game, uh, but where I was, it was very much an ice level, and that's why I stayed during the course of my playtime before this commentary on the game for this podcast. But I'm interested to see what the other levels look like as you uh, progress in the game, simply because if that's what it's like, it can get kind of boring. Uh, So I'm hoping that you see a lot of different levels in this sort of hellish world that you are traversing through um, in this game. But Metal Hellslinger is a game I would definitely recommend if you like first person shooters, if you like metal music, and if you don't like metal music, like I have an appreciation for all music, even if it's not a genre I'm necessarily into. And considering the style of the game, the music definitely fits. So that's my download of the week, Metal Hellsinger. Now, one of my favorite anime series of all time is Bleach. And a few months ago, we got the announcement of the Bleach revival and the first trailer drop for Bleach the Thousand Year Blood War. Well, this week, we got the second trailer for the series and also news that the series would be 50 plus episodes. So if you were thinking this would be like a maybe a 10 episode arc, no, we're getting like a full season or two worth of episodes of Bleach in this new story. Now, one of the things that's been a big question lately is to whether or not it will be simulcast because apparently and i say apparently only because i haven't seen any sort of concrete announcements or anything about this more or less just articles and people reporting on articles but apparently disney has snapped up the streaming rights to this new series for disney plus and disney plus is not known to simulcast series especially those that are currently airing on disney channel and having them debut the same time on disney plus is usually a couple weeks afterwards after you have a batch of episodes to really show it once so there was some very big questions as to if this will happen or not there are rumors that this is going to happen but no one knows how because again disney plus is not known for that sort of simulcast aspect of anything we even drop in episodes weekly well that's not true they do it for their uh, marvel shows and other shows of that nature however it's a very big question and hopefully we shall we shall see beginning of october there are supposed to be some news about that because the show itself debuts uh 1010 i believe so it's one of a property that's going to be coming out very shortly so hopefully we'll find out news speaking of disney uh last week d23 happened and we got a whole slew of announcements now there are a lot of things that were announced that they didn't have trailers for or a lot of concrete information for me really to talk about like for instance they announced thunderbolts and they you got this picture of the team with with bucky and ghost and you know people we've seen before red guardian uh yelena's uh black panther not black panther uh black widow so i'll be interested in seeing that but no bearing zemo so that was kind of suspicious considering the history of that character in the thunderbolt so maybe he'll play a part maybe he won't 
Also, Armor Wars was officially announced, and there were a couple other things that I forget at the moment, but again, no trailers for them. But let's talk about the biggest controversy to come out of D3, and I'm only going to stay on this train for a hot second because it is utterly ridiculous. Uh, that this is a conversation in 2022 and that grown ass people have their panties in a bunch. We got the debut teaser trailer of The Little Mermaid with uh, Haley Bailey as The Little Mermaid. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, with the Bailey sisters, um, but if you watch Grownish, you know who they are. The They've been a singing duo for a while with the older sister, I believe. I, I forget her name off the top of my head. Uh, she has been, she's, Dropped a solo album last year or so and has been doing quite well. And while the youngest sister, Halle Bailey, has been doing The Little Mermaid. If you see her and you take away her skin color, they're black, by the way. She is literally Ariel. I mean, that sort of demure, that innocence that she projects. Uh, and she has a singing voice of an angel. Like, why would you not that woman, that young woman to be Ariel? And they cast her because... She is a perfect fit for Ariel. There are so many people who, mind you, this was announced like a year ago. So I don't know now why people have their panties in a bunch. They release this trailer and Ariel's black and talking about how you're going to make her black and this and that. First of all, she is a fictional character. Mermaids don't exist. We aren't whitewashing Martin Luther King. We aren't making uh, Lennon black. Those people were real. They existed. Okay. There is nothing central to Ariel as depicted in the original Little Mermaid to her character that would emphasize her being white. Ariel could very easily be of a Japanese descent, of Native American descent, uh, of any descent for that matter. The her being white has nothing to do with the character it's just what they chose because that's the dominant audience of the time you have a slew of movies from disney and all the people where you barely saw any people of color and when you did a lot of times they were white people playing people of color but that's not the issue the point is you have people up in arms that a fictional character is now black when them being black literally changes nothing about character they're literally more things to worry about in this world and what, what color a fictional mermaid is that's my my take on that on, on that controversy it's just utterly ridiculous oh if those people is like oh it's scientifically inaccurate for a creature that lives in the deep sea to be dark first of all do you have a degree in marine biology marine science environmental science no shut up two have you not watched any nature shows like have you ever watched jaku so have you watched any of those videos about when they go in the deep 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 sea and you see what some of those creatures look like? Some people just want to say shit out their ass, be saying shit out their ass to prove their point and have no basis in reality for what they say. They're so butthurt because a fucking fictional creature, fictional, fictional, fictional character that's a make-believe creature was all of a sudden melanated. <sighs> okay. Anyway, the trailer is beautiful. It was even more beautiful, all the reactions online of, of little girls just and people getting so excited I mean, I cried a couple of them. It was so pretty of, of the reactions of seeing that the Little Mermaid looked like them. Or even when it didn't look like them, the fact that it was someone else that they could see themselves in. That was so beautiful. I can't wait for this movie. I, I am, I've never been a biggest fan of Little Mermaid, personally speaking. But this is a movie I definitely like to go see. So that's my Little Mermaid thing. So let's get to the good stuff. Real good stuff. So they dropped the trail of Secret Invasion. 
this is what I'm talking about. This I'm excited for simply because Captain America the Winter Soldier is still to this day my favorite MCU movie. Because while it was a superhero movie, it had very much of that espionage and political intrigue very much woven throughout the dna of the movie so that's why i think it, it really stands apart from a lot of the marvel stuff especially was that's what phase two yeah phase two marvel stuff it stands out and stands above head and shoulders amongst anything else that they did in that regard so with secret invasion how they're really going more for that intrigue that espionage that oh that looks so good and especially we played out over a tv series that looks really really good so i cannot wait for that then we got the trailer for werewolf by night i love horror movies especially that sort of old school frankenstein wolfman 80s horror is really where i sink my teeth into in that sort of style and werewolf by night by the trailer looks absolutely glorious looks like we have gore it looks like like we have something very much steeped in that horror genre and it looks like they're really going to push the balance they can on disney plus and that luckily comes out october 7th so i'm really excited to see that when it comes out so that looks really awesome going outside of marvel we also got a drop for a drop teaser for mandalorian season three that looks really good a new trailer for andor they're really playing up andor I, I don't feel like that we got as many trailer drops and everything for any of the other star wars series like we have with andor they, they're really making Andor feel like it's a big deal. At least they want us to think it's a big deal. Uh, new shorts, Tales of the Jedi, focusing on uh, different Jedi and their stories of being Jedi. Count Dooku is one that I remember. So I'll be very interested about that one. I would love to see more about how he eventually turned to the dark side and became a Sith and being a Jedi. We also got, and this, this is a show that when it was first announced, I did not think it would really give me the feels like it does but every time i see stuff about this show and now with a full proper trailer i am so in the fields and so ready for willow to drop and and it's weird because willow is a movie that is it is a good 80s fantasy movie but there's something about the nostalgia just captured at least in these trailers that just harkens back to a time and a style of movie making a presenting fantasy that they don't do anymore oh it's something about 80s fantasy and how that lens really saw fantasy was it it was there was a wonder to how fantasy was presented and i feel as though in no disrespect to game of thrones but that sort of genre game of thrones particularly fantasy has gotten to be a lot more gritty gotten to be a lot more realistic and there's wonder taking out of that because of that and again game of thrones is something different but Everybody that comes after that wants to emulate the success of Game of Thrones. So they style and pattern their shows after that Game of Thrones sort of motif or blueprint. And the fact that Willow doesn't seem to be doing that and is very much taking hold of what made their original film so magical and so nostalgic that is what i'm here for so i'm really looking forward to willow and then they showed a more of a trailer for national treasure edge of history now this is what i'm on the fence on because i really enjoyed the national treasure movies they are quintessential nick cage movies especially with the accent of jerry Bruckheimer. they are great 
popcorn movies to watch sprinkled with American history throughout. I'm not sure that I am ready for a national treasure anything without Nicolas Cage involvement. It just, uh, he made those movies fun. I'll probably give this show a chance when it comes on. Um, it looks interesting. I'm just not sure. I, I really like the movies and it's very hard for me to see anybody else in that sort of role adventure style outside of Nicolas Cage, especially if it's the same name. So that's it. That's my take on D23 and the more prominent announcements that came out as far as I'm concerned. And they, they announced like Pixar stuff and stuff like that, but I don't really care about that. That sort of stuff, really, personally speaking. But if you want to find out more, you know, check your uh, normal geek sites like uh, what Blur POV and a bunch of other ones out there. They're talking about all of that that came out of D23. All right, let's keep it going with Marvel as we go to She-Hulk episode five. I will say I am enjoying She-Hulk. I am, you know, it's weird. It's weird getting used to the situational comedy format of it. I, I feel like this one didn't go by as quickly as some of the other episodes which I'm, I'm very good or very happy about i, I like the story i like the uh, titania thing i also really love again i'll say this every episode i love tatiana maslahi as seahawk i love the weight and gravity and she she can really she has great comedic timing as far as that is concerned it was such a great show i really enjoyed it great maybe isn't where she hulk is a really good show it is not a great show and there's no disrespect it everything's not going to be great but it's really good it's really fun and for them doing what they're doing this is a half hour situational comedy it hits all cylinders and i love how you see this character growing and evolving how jennifer is slowly accepting that she hulk side of her and embracing it little by little and in this case with this episode you, you had that whole courtroom battle with titania you also had just a little bit of a educational copyright and trademark law as well uh, i like that also but at the end when you had that teaser for daredevil and i'm really looking forward to daredevil hopefully next episode you know it's it was just a fun watch so seahawk she-hulk if you're not watching it watch it it's a fun watch uh forget all the haters it's just fun mindless marvel tv and sometimes that's all we need speaking of mindless and marvel let's talk about thor love and thunder it's a movie streaming on disney plus i waited and seen it in the theaters and i actually think i would have been disappointed if i watched this in the theater it is not a bad movie it is not thor dark world nowhere near but i totally understand why many people were split on this movie I totally understand why many people didn't like this movie. It's almost as if they said, hey, let's take all the stuff that people liked out of Ragnarok and just make a whole movie around it. With that, the pacing is awkward, in my opinion, especially at last. The pacing to get to the last act of the movie was just really weird to me. I felt like it could have been cut to make it run a little bit smoother. Um, even the story wasn't that great, in my opinion. I understand that there was a lot of movie left on the cutting room floor. Christian Bale wasn't in that movie nearly as enough as he needed to be. It was an enjoyable movie. If I paid to see it at the theater, would I have been upset? Yes, I would have. Is it more enjoyable because I watched it on Disney Plus? Yes, it is. I do like the whole Jane Foster arc. I, I do like how her story ended. I also do like the fact that that last half of the movie 
wouldn't say redeemed it, but it really brought it up a couple notches because I wasn't that happy with the movie. I wasn't like Russell Crowe's Zeus. I hated that depiction of Zeus, personally speaking. Thought it was really stupid and silly when it didn't need to be. It's like it was the movie was stupid and silly when it didn't need to be. And that's that's more so what it is. It, it really could have taken some aspects of the story a bit more seriously instead of just always leaning into that comedic aspect of things uh which really is why people talked about thor ragnarok but the difference about thor ragnarok is that nobody was expecting that and those comedic moments were so excellently interwoven interwoven throughout the action this movie thor love and thunder a lot of that was very it came off very haphazard like it just it just wasn't done well it felt rushed it felt like hey this will be funny this will be funny throw this in there throw this in there like and it's just a lot of it fell flat when it came to storytelling so i would recommend thor love and thunder if you stream it on disney plus uh I would not have recommended this in the theater, but it is a Marvel movie. It's enjoyable, uh, has a nice after credit scene, and I'm looking forward to see how things progress going forward. But I don't think we need any more Thor movies. I'll put it that way. All right, now let's get into Lower Decks. Now, this episode, I really, really enjoyed it i love the bonding amongst the main three characters and it's weird that at one point the two female characters stripped down to save the male character and i forget their names i'm horrible with names in this series but i just thought women bras are a thing in the 24th century even though it's something that should be very simple and something i've never asked about before because i'm pretty sure i don't know did we see people in bras in like voyager and deep space nine and stuff i think we did but it was just a weird notion that i thought of but it was a very fun and enjoyable episode definitely better than the last one in my opinion i i really love how they are building on that build on that trio not building because this is season three i'm really just coming in uh on that but also i love the how the the captain and her character was just so stressed and took her engineers to get de-stressed for how she was overworking them and she was the one that needed the most stress and how the engineers came up with something and then the relationship was like we need to get rid of this we're gonna be out of business like i love that dynamic how they essentially solve one person's stress but create a stress for someone else by doing it in the process lower decks is just a fun series i really enjoy this aspect of star trek it makes me a bit more inclined to check out prodigy and again i know prodigy is really kid show but it does have kate mulgrew's janeway so you know that's always a plus in my opinion but that's my take on lower decks season three episode four Let's get into the fragrance of the week. Now, this fragrance is one that I, for some reason, do not own a bottle of as much as I love it, as much as I recommend it. It's really surprising I own a bottle because it's one of those fragrances that I feel like is such a easy reach for most men, especially if you're starting your collection and that is coach for men and you can find it in an edt concentration at 100 mil uh mil volume for about 95 bucks but of course that's regular um sticker price you can find it for a lot cheaper and find smaller bottles cheaper as well online and in rack stores so you know 
you can find a cheaper. This one has top notes of green pear, bergamot, and kumquat, mid notes of cardamom, coriander, and geranium, and then base notes of vetiver, suede, and ambergris. Coach Men is for is one of those fragrances that just wowed me. I heard about the fragrance and their subsequent praises uh, have been sung for years. So this is a fragrance that whether it is amongst the fragrance community on the internet or just people I know in real life anybody who smelled this fragrance and worn this fragrance has really loved it and enjoyed it now with that especially the first time I smelled it even knowing all that it really caught me off guard as to how good it was but more importantly it's surprisingly complex yet the scent really comes off simple to my nose it's so simple it can be worn in a variety of, of places it's good for the office it's good for going out if you only had one fragrance to wear for life this is one of those fragrances that you can just keep it now i'm not sure how well it'll work in the winter time of course you can always overspray this is one that you can overspray you will not choke people out but if there was like categories for fragrances that you would recommend if you only had one fragrance in your collection this is one of the ones that i would recommend and that would be coach for men from well of course coach now what am i wearing today today i am wearing a combination of ekj and Camille from Kirk Elliott. Now with EKJ, you're gonna find notes of fig, uzu, grapefruit, green mandarin, nova mandarin, cinnamon, cardamom, clove, tonka bean, leather, mahu, and musk. Now with Camille, you're gonna find notes of Moroccan rose, Ethiopian frankincense, Tunisian frankincense, chamchampa, African musk, China musk, Egyptian musk, musk and cannabis now this combination is one that i kind of went i don't know newish on simply because i remembered that in the description it suggests that without camille there's no ekg so i decided to just give my ekg a splash of the camille and with all of those notes surprisingly for me i smelt that grapefruit from the ek ekj i keep saying ekg ekj very promptly throughout i got a little bit of the frankincense as well as the cannabis from the camille but again it was just a quick spritz uh, with the other sprays from the ekj uh, but it's one that definitely lasts throughout the day and is very it's very grown and sexy no matter how you cut it so that's it for this week make sure you drop by pete and pedro tell them webster south sent you use the code ehawks10 for 10 percent off of your first purchase or use that link in the show notes also make sure you drop out of patreon you know you can get this a day earlier for just a dollar you know up to five hours gets you content that is not going to be found on this website or anywhere else on the web Make sure you check me out every week with my man, Brian Saff, talking the week's releases in video games and also some of the drama, too, on the NRW Checkpoint. Make sure you check me out on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Webster Style. Also on Instagram, my Sotorian Geek, on TikTok at underscore Webster And of course, check us out on WebsterStyle.com where you can find anything and everything that is Webster Style. And always, you want to communicate, drop us an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your ear. And remember, stay safe out there and be blessed.
Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, I miss million them heels killing them. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. They acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong. I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the wrist game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Smoking hot, rocking this pen, so thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. And stroke, mental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, bit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing, want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover. Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because no one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>